Så. TV. Big Show. The Big Show. Television program. Star Wars on TV. Well, here we are to discuss uh, Ahsoka. Uh, Disney Plus TV show had uh, eight episodes. Indeed, did. Um, it just finished uh, last week. We've been digesting it over the last couple of days, and now mm-hmm. it is finally time to really sink our teeth into it. It's our first time jumping on in a long time. There's been a lot of stuff we tried or thought maybe we could have done. Other stuff has been in the way, and that is okay. Life Sorry. goes on. Sorry, everybody. You can. There's many other people talking, but we will still come on when it's important. So we both felt this was now time to restart again. Yeah, um, you know what we'll cover after this remains to be seen. But you know, maybe we'll we'll look at some of the stuff that happened over the summer because we haven't talked about any of that. But um, you know. There's also like been so much that's happened in the world since we last <laughs> talked. Yeah, there's but... been a whole writers strike and uh, actors strike and. Well, we're not done with the actor strike. We're still in the actor strike. Exactly. Um, you know, I liked. You know, this movie was a this movie. This summer was an interesting year for movies. Um, I really liked Oppenheimer. I really liked Barbie. I really liked uh, No One Can Save You. That's this movie on Hulu I've been watching. Uh, I don't know, man. I think we, uh, you know, the new stuff that came out was really good. I thought the the, re- the sequels and the reboots that came out again were a little bit less than good. But yeah. nothing that, our, nothing that I wanted list, to talk about. Looking at our list, I still haven't seen a lot. Yeah. Um, I saw Spider-Verse. I saw Indiana Jones. But I didn't see Barbie. I didn't see Oppenheimer. I didn't see The Flash, even though it's on Max now. And I didn't see Mission Impossible. So, yeah, the, you know, um, it's an interesting way to look at it, you know. Yeah. And uh, on the TV front, we had Secret Evasion, which just shit the bed. <laughs> I didn't even watch that. I, I made it through really? maybe like one and a half episodes. I did not even watch that. It was so disappointing. It's just it's it's Sam Jackson and he's boring. And how did that? How did they even do that? He he's a producer on the thing. That's like the same thing that happened with the the with Black Adam and The Rock like a year ago. Whatever. I'm just like, what's what's going on? These people that like seemingly care so much about these characters are just like fucking up. Hopefully that. I think it's I think it's also the promise of getting your own Disney Plus show. I think plays better in the meetings than it does in reality. I think that when you think about it and they're like, it's your own show and you're going to be on it and you're going to be in every episode and um, it shoots differently than the movies do. And, you know, you'll have a stunt team and yada, yada, yada. I definitely think that it plays into their ego and they probably get a significantly higher paycheck because of that. They're also EPing it or, or producing it. You know, so I get that. I also feel like because they haven't uh, committed or really know what they're or laying out their cards to us in the Marvel front yet, 
you know, I don't know. It, it just seemed it, they seem all loosey goosey, and that show seemed super loosey goosey. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Loki just started, so I we loved the first season, obviously. Yeah, we, we of course. Talked about it, so I did watch the first episode. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but it's uh, hopefully this is not you know another one that suffers. Um, but you know. That's that's not what we're here to talk about. I mean, similarly, we have a show about seemingly one character, Ahsoka, but not really like, hey, Rosario, you're going to get your own show. And that may be for better or for worse. Um, overall thoughts on, on this show. I, I feel like, uh, you know, the conversations that we had week to week kind of varied in like, wow, this is awesome to like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, I, you know, I was on board, but that, you know, makes sense. No, it's um, not that it's not that it makes sense. I think that you have a different attachment to the characters than I do. And I think that this show more so than the other shows, we've talked a little bit about this before, that. You know, you really do need to have a significant understanding of the cartoons to and I don't mean to denigrate them in any way. Like you do have to have a significant understanding of the the plot and the characters from these other shows to be fully literate in really what's going on here. And I think that, you know, for someone like me, you know, week to week, I'm happy to do that kind of work. Like I want to go and uh, poke around and uh take a look at the um, different, excuse me one second. I want to take a look at the, the lore that's fun to me, but someone like Shayna, who is not, let alone doesn't even have the time to do that kind of work, let alone doesn't want to, uh, you know, uh, you know, she's in the dark and, you know, I think that there is a certain point where you could tell somebody like, Oh, they're an important character so many times before it's like, well, what does it mean? And I think this show did a very good job of reintroducing the characters in a lot of ways um, and getting us good time with them um, both together and individually. They did have to set up both dynamics because it's important to both ends of the, the show. I'm glad that it's here. I think that it... I had much higher expectations for it. And I was hopeful. I was hoping for a little bit more um, answers, and I think that what we got is, you know, I don't know. It's it's if you think about it like a Marvel a Marvel universe entry, it's kind of like a Thor. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, the like thing it's that... kind of it's a different, it's a totally different vibe. It's got totally different music than the other shows, and it really does, you know, kind of go back in this other universe, which we're familiar to. Like it, this show felt incredibly cinematic. I thought that the production design was way amped. That the the sets looked way better. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What do you think? So, you know, my thoughts are that I get the um you know that there's like homework involved but you know like even and i think part of that is probably because all those things are canon like when we first started watching the mcu 
I'd never read a comic book in my life. But it be like I you know, I had a lot of knowledge from like, you know, watching cartoons growing up and like, you know, seeing some of those movies or whatever, but like that inspired me to like dive in and kind of know more about this stuff. So so like when now we're like talking about Kang the Conqueror, it's like, well, I know about Kang because I've either read comics about Kang or read, you know, wiki articles and stuff like that and done my own research because it's like fascinating and interesting to me. And so like looking at Star Wars where like we seemingly have always been wanting more content because like if, you know, growing up we had the original trilogy, then the prequels movies, and then it's like, oh, we all, we just want more. And we had like games and, and like and books and stuff like that. And like there was always so much content on the sides that like you know the the fact is that like those those animated shows like have provided a really rich backstory and like I like to the point where it's like that you don't like even if you don't watch all of it there's a million videos out there on youtube because like we've done like we do that homework anyway like you know like we watch we watch the man no for sure and then we watch like the easter egg videos and we catch up on all this stuff and so like that's like my point is like if you want to watch these shows and like I, i'm not necessarily suggesting this to someone like shana but like you know someone like you someone like you zb like other folks that have been like can't get through the show the 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 cartoons like there's so many recap things and you just get it or just read articles on it like and you can get it totally Um, and 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 i do and 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 that's great and it it is really a valuable resource and i'm not hating on the shows i do think that the shows are cool there are some really great parts of it and and you know you know i do i i like that tales of the jedi show i think that looks really great um Having having said that, I think that this show, it has it's so rich in lore because it's re- it's it's really trying to go there, and, and I also think that we're also over eager, and I think that there's a good there's like a good note to like bringing it down a little bit and saying like, okay, like yes, like it didn't end in some kind of spectacular battle sequence that showed our heroes fighting heroically. But what it did do is really set up a whole new level of threats that we've never really seen before. Well, especially and, and, in the live action shows. Well, and if you think about it, it's you know they they lose. You know, yeah, this they lost. The, the, they lost, and so like we can't see them being super heroic and saving the day because they didn't. Um, like we have correct you know, heroic beats. We see like you know one they win battles, but you know they lost this this particular war and um, you know, I, I think like part of the problem and you know, obviously I love Dave Filoni. We all love Dave Filoni. We're uh, fans. We're, we're big fans, but you know, he had an agenda here. Like yes. he, he set up a loose thread five years ago, whenever rebels ended and he was like, I got to pick it up. I have to pick it up. And I appreciate that. However, I think that this show or the idea of an Ahsoka show probably would have benefited from, you know, some more of the world building like the early MCU days did and let her be her own show 
do the Anakin stuff, do some of the other things, some more in between, like maybe they, you know, it, like show it in, in the, uh, like where she was during, um, the original trilogy, like do some of that stuff and that, that way for season two, you can do Rebels season five. Cause that's what this was like, or at least in, in part, like it, it just, and the, the thing that like, as, as a fan of rebels and as a non fan of rebels, like the thing that you may not really realize is that Ahsoka's not really in rebels all that much. Right. She's like she, a side character in it. She's a side character. She shows up in key moments and it's very an important character when she's there. But you know, it, it in and of itself in the beginning was kind of fan servicey to the Clone Wars fans. It's like, oh yeah, you know, we didn't forget about Ahsoka, like because that show got canceled and at the time we didn't have the the season seven Clone Wars finale that was epic and finished up that 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 story thread. So like seeing that, mm. oh yeah, she survives the Clone Wars and you know is around later is was awesome. But um so to, to have her storyline being so concurrent to Sabine, you know, like I think like maybe it, it should have been titled something else like like um, because for them to focus on this like master and apprentice relationship between her and Sabine, I don't think anyone was really expecting that. <laughs> and these other, you know, Sith characters, you know, yeah. that that are they're almost on an entirely different show, you know, like, yeah, if not for a few key points. Balin and Shin are, <laughs> are on a separate quest. And, you know, they are definitely the most interesting. I think that, you know. Yeah, super cool. We. When are they going to realize that the best way to create, like, intrigue in, in Star Wars is to say almost as little as possible? <laughs> like, and I think that's, like, a part of why Mandalorian is so good. I, you know, and, like. And I think the other piece, and which I thought you, I thought you were going to say was. Introduce new things. Yes. When Ahsoka was new, that was new and cool. All the Rebels characters were new and cool. Balin and Shin, the Mandalorian and Grogu. Like, right. Like, there's something to be said about starting with something new and, you know... And building from there. And building from there than so much of, like, oh, we need Luke Skywalker. Oh, we need Han. We need, you know, like... Leia. Totally. And, and but I, you know, there's fan service and there's cameos and that stuff is cool too, but you gotta build the world out. You have to make more characters. Well Okay, let's get to that point then. So in your opinion, was C three PO fan service or a cameo? C three PO was there because Carrie Fisher died. <laughs> because Right, right. Um, and and in a, and in a large way that's representative of, you know, all of our hopes and dreams, you know, uh, but everything, the whole the whole Star Wars universe when she died, you know, um, changed. Uh, it's just they're continuing to because, like, she's such an important player in this time period. And so, yeah. like, he ha they had to show like without having him there. I actually think it's more than just fan service. I think without having him there showing up and showing her strength. It, it it's like this this weird power vacuum of like well wh why you know why haven't we seen Leia right why haven't we seen Leia so yeah it's inter it yes to me it was more of a cameo than it was fan service because he's 
he earned it. You know what I mean? He's yeah. earned it and of himself, you know, and his role being there ties in so nicely and fits with the threads that, you know, I think that like if he didn't, if it, you know what I mean? Like if he had less role and it was more about him just like being there to, um, like if he was just attending that meeting and we didn't, you know, and we didn't, you know, get to right. glow up on him or anything like then. Okay. That's like a little bit like the same, like they put Akbar there. Akbar is at that meeting. Right. Right. But you don't see that in reality. Right. You just see, uh, you know, you just see another, um, he's just there. Alien. It doesn't mean like, yeah, it doesn't mean anything, but having like him come in and, and, and give this message from Leia means so much more. Uh, you know, it, it's similarly to how like back in Mandalorian season two, none of us thought that it would be possible for Luke Skywalker to be there because you know, it's like, but but it makes so much sense. Like his power of <laughs> in this time period is so high. He needs to be there. Before we get into the more heavy Rebels characters, just to stay on this one scene for a second, because I, yeah. I want to talk about it, a specific thing. Do you think that Mon Mothma's hair, the way that they're doing it, <laughs> between Andor and this show is connected in somehow? I have no idea. I was not distracted by her hair. Well, no, like, Mon Mothma's hair in the trilogy and even in Rogue One huh. is is a short, pixie-cut style haircut. It gets a little bit longer at okay. different times in different areas. But it's short hair, and it's a... I would say it looks quite modest, you know, it doesn't look very styled or um, composed or quaffed. Whereas the hair in this episode, the episodes that she appears in in Ahsoka and her look very similarly in Andor, I think, are very similar. Hmm. Um, maybe she me, had like may- a wartime cut that she had to. <laughs> maybe. Keep it yeah. Short. Like, like, is she trying to show the hubris? Like, is there some greater meaning there? She's the chancellor now. She's like she's a big wig. She's she has to have the do. So that's like saying like okay like she's like essentially a bigger you know like they she, redesigned dur- her action figure. Dur- so we're gonna keep her head the, the same, but we're not gonna change War, her clothes. During the civil war, she had to lay low, and not be noticed. But during Andrew, uh, okay, she was still playing up her you know role as a senator, and now she's the chancellor. I don't know. And she Did does not age what whatsoever at all. She's been doing this shit for way too long. Um, um, okay. Okay. Moving on to our other characters, which there's a lot of characters in this show. You know, Mandalorian. Mandalorian can feel big with Mando and Grogu in ways that this show sometimes feels small with so many characters. This show feels like. The first several episodes, you know, it didn't feel like there was enough Ahsoka. And, like, when she was there, her presence was so muted, you know? Like, she changed, and, like, we know, like, why. And she had a a definitive story arc and and why she became different by the end. Um, Right. But, yeah, I mean, (laughs) for it to be her show, it, it, it just felt really strange. Totally. It, it, I, I completely agree with you. I think that in a show that is titled Ahsoka, it, it needed way more Ahsoka. It needed way more Ahsoka in the sauce. And it had so many other characters that it felt distracting. And 
anytime you were watching Ahsoka, and Rosario Dawson knows her way around a lightsaber, knows her way around an action scene. Mm-hmm. I think she actually does pretty well in those moments. I think that's actually some of her best, better work. Yeah. I think it's this quiet, um, swaggering kind of Ahsoka that we don't like because it feels like you can either have talking and swaggering Ahsoka or we're having emotive Ahsoka and we want to know why she's being emotive because we love her. Yeah. So let us in, you know? And it's, and it's very against, um, her her character totally her, her characterization really then from like from clone wars and rebels um because yeah at the end of after order 66 she does kind of close herself off but it what what was unclear to us in the story that wasn't told and it was told off screen was the sabine ahsoka story and that's why she star is wars way. picks weird exposition you they know, pick like weird, they pick weird things to not show. Show that <laughs> that seemed to me to be the best and the easiest way into this story. Yeah, is to start at that flashback. You yeah. know, or to even feature that flashback in her feature journey it. from the world between worlds. Like, uh, uh, well, th- that's fine. I mean, it's more to me. It's more about like so. Th- the last scene of Rebels is Ahsoka showing up to Sabine and they were going to hunt for Ezra. Mm. What what we now know is that from that moment on, she basically took her on as, as an apprentice, you know, in, in the last Jedi, we had a flashback to Luke, you know, and his, at his Jedi temple and his failures and everything. Right. So we don't yeah. see that. We don't see Ahsoka's failures as a master to Sabine. We just have to believe it. And it, it's really kind of a strange choice. Um, it just it just feels like something's missing. Like we, like <laughs> when you guys were ha- having questions to me, I'm like, oh, we're all in the same boat here. Like I, I don't know, this is new. Um, so yeah, that was that was weird. Um, I, I think eventually that their character dynamics w- ended up working um, uh, because it, it, there's just like this told history there, like. Hu Yang is, and we can talk about him, uh, you know, is talking about, oh, you always were better when you stayed together. It's like, really? We wouldn't know. <laughs> right. Um, I think Hu Yang was probably my favorite part of the show. He was excellent. Um, you know, it's amazing to see kind of them realizing the, the you know, the animated talent and the, and the voice talent with these great live representations. Um, I think he's easily one of the best droids out there. I'm worried about his future. Um, but I think he's, you know, in this show, he serves such a, a beautiful, perfect role in that he's likes he's in, he's very similar to 3PO. Like, he'll tell you, like, the odds aren't good here. This is a bad decision in the same way 3PO will kind of try to do that. However, he brings to it this unremarkable, un- a uh, compatible level of experience and yeah. knowledge that you can't even sort of compare. Just non, non compete. <laughs> you can't. Yeah. He's 25,000 years old. He's way too old. Way, way too old. Like, yeah. I mean, just the, again, the technology of this universe, this galaxy, I guess, uh, 
continues to blow my mind. It's just like, <laughs> oh, the Jedi started around then. It's like, and they had space travel androids. It's like, okay. <laughs> it's we like, dude, nothing. it's like, dude. We got, we got nothing. Um, yeah, they got a lot going on. Uh, yeah, I love Tu Yang. I'm glad you did too. Let's talk about this Ezra Bridger guy. Yeah. So I think in the show, he's supposed to be more of a cut up, right? Like he's kind of comic relief, right? He's in always some ways. Of, he's always sort of in that way. Like he's always like in big battles. He's like noticeably like fucking around someplace. He's like he's like Spider Man. He's go. Right. He's got, always got some quips. Ah, uh, that's a good way of looking of looking at him. You think he's a lot like Spider Man? Yeah. He's yeah. He's a he's he starts off as a kid and he's like, you know, he he, he built his own uh, slingshot as a weapon. He's always hiding around, like putting on in in costumes and stuff and and impersonating he, he's in person he called himself Jabba the Hutt like that's his nick he called himself that that was his nickname and like I, I, you know he, he's just yeah he's a goofy character but like eventually grew up a bit and um so and and you know what nine years or whatever I don't know how many years actually it was in exile duty it was hanging out with a bunch of fucking crab people <laughs> <laughs> look like crabs look like people <laughs> yeah so uh but no that that felt very like i i actually really liked him i thought he picked up the character really well um but uh yeah it was interesting he's like yeah the force is my ally <laughs> okay dude <laughs> i li- i like that you know I do think the force is bigger than lightsabers and i do i like that sentiment of like oh i can still defend myself yeah like and like no i don't need the laser sword like i got that i was i was kind of into that i didn't i didn't want to do tradesies i wanted to see them together i think star wars like underestimates like it's not about like always creating more tension like sometimes it's okay to take a beat especially in a tv show and let our characters really reunite like and they kind of did you know they get to hug they get to stand around for a little while but then we're right back in the shit you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. You 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 trade like trading lives, right? You, you're yeah. Trading Sabine and Ahsoka for Ezra. You're trading uh, a Morgan Elsbeth for Thrawn. Thrawn. And like, yeah. It, it just to me that's part of the reason. As I'm, it's like okay, well, Ahsoka's and and Sabine are not going to be in the heir to the Empire movie or whatever we want to call it, right? Like, they're going to have to come back at some point, and so it's like maybe that's what they do with season two or otherwise like that's like a really rushed thing that would happen in the first act of a movie. And that just feels like, well, why do that in the first place then? Um, Cause I think that they're part of the thing that, that maybe we're not thinking about. And, and I was thinking about this a little bit today when we I was trying to think of things, the podcast is like, for so long, Marvel and their approach, right, is they previs most of their movies. So mm. the big action sequence, the big action beats, your your um, your act one action beat, your big confrontation with the villain in act two, and then your big finale, those are more or less like done be you know, as the movie is is being created. You know, like the the it's at the beginning of the process, they have something to go to and say this is the animatic. Okay, this is more conceptual. This is bigger. This is the textures, all that kind of stuff. Who's to say that they aren't doing that with Star Wars? You know, like, yeah. and especially because we know that 
pre-visualization was a big part of what became Clone Wars and how they created Clone Wars, you know, are they pre-visualizing action sequences, right? Are they saying, wouldn't it be super duper sweet to see the Purgil come and rescue and go back across the star tunnel in an IMAX screen? I think that there's maybe something to that. Like, you know, they have to think about it like that. Or, or should the benefit of Star Wars be what it's been so far in that even though it is part of the Disney corporate sludge machine, the Disney Star Wars movies still have twinges that the directors can get away with of their own individuality, right? Last Jedi, Solo, like they still have their own kind of nest to them that make them a little bit have their own, you know, artistic imprint. And I would I mean, say that Filoni would want to do that too. Yeah. I mean, they may be able to have their kick and eat it too. Like think about, um, like Thor Ragnarok into Infinity War, right? Like totally. They could they could basically have, you know, if it's Ahsoka season two or whatever, that the end of it is them getting rescued, but we don't see it. Like they send Hulk home at the beginning of the movie. You know, you send yeah. you send Ahsoka home at the beginning of the movie uh, after you know Thrawn has done some shit and like. Yeah, she they miss they miss Act One, the, the big fight, but like the destruction, but come back to like be the heroes, reunited because that's when that's when you want to see, um, you know, the whole gang together. Um, I think there's going to be a big time jump. You know, probably, uh, I guess again, again. <laughs> you, well, I I think that you know, one of the things I think that they could find with the Purgle versus the you know, um, the, 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 the eye of Sauron or whatever it is, um, you know, is it, why does it have to be the same time? You know, well, like, and that's, what's been like kind of unclear because, well, okay. First of all, shout out to, so this guy that I was watching recap videos of every week, new rock stars, they did. Yeah. He did an excellent job, um, on this show. And I, uh, that was impressive. Um, but you know, one of the, the things that I feel like he pointed out at one point is when before they left to go to Peridia, they're talking about like going across space and time. And so I was getting, you know, like into this whole time travel concept, like, oh, are you know, uh, is Thrawn coming back? Like, <laughs> before, yeah, or like, did he time tra travel in into you know you know some other thing and they changed time or whatever. I thought maybe they were going to go there. Um, wow. It, it doesn't really seem like they're it, – it still feels like Dave is not really touching with time travel. Um, no, I, and the, he's smart to, He's smart to do that, you know. Um, it's, a, it's a big thing to unravel. Yeah, there's too many rules in Star Wars already, I think, for them to fully dive into it. I think that they got around it the best way they could in that episode. Um, mm -hmm. but you know, who, you know, some of the stuff that was, this will go into the conspiracy theory section of our podcast, but, you know, really concerning Balin's last shot, you know, there's, there's beginning to be speculation that this may be prettier, but it could also be a different planet. And, uh, maybe, you know, we're, we're on a different version of Mortis. You know, an older or a younger version. 
you know, interesting, very interesting, you know, and you're looking, you know, you didn't, I don't know if I put together the first time, but that there's, st- he's standing on the Mortis gods, right? It's the brother yeah, that's, and the that's father. The, that's the father. And, and, and then the, the sister's head is cut off. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and, but the, you know, it's like the other thing, it's like at the end of the show, um, Ahsoka sees her, her owl Morai. Mm-hmm. And whenever she sees that, it's kind of like you, you're in the right place. So that's why she feels at peace with with it, and yeah, and maybe this gives her and Sabine the opportunity to train and be be a good master and apprentice. Um, th- there's so much potential. I, I think like had Ray Stevenson not died, rest in peace. He did an amazing job on this show. Mm. Um, we have a very interesting plot set up here for these isolated characters and how they can interact. Totally. Now it's kind of unclear what they're going to do. Um, you think they could have had a bad guy show? Well, no, I mean, I, I think like because Balin Skull has been such a, uh, you know, really like a, a, the, a good antagonist to Ahsoka the, personally, the entire show, mm-hmm. um, like c- continuing to see where he was headed and, you know, is there something because Ahsoka has already a connection to the Mortis gods? Is is there something there that they they would explore um, on this planet before going back to the the main galaxy and and let Thrawn muck things up a bit before they get back? Mm. Um, and they may still do that if they decide to recast. If they, I don't I don't know what they'll do, but um, yeah, it's certainly interesting. They're definitely going to recast. He's definitely too important. It, he seems too important. It's also very possible, you know, what if they didn't recast him? What if they just CGI'd his death? You know what I mean? Like, what if he's opening up some kind of big portal and a kaiju jumps out and bites his dick off? Like, you know, that I, I don't know. I like I like him a lot, too. I want him to hang around, but I also think that they could take the easy way out. There's also a definite ch- a chance, in my opinion, that there's more footage of him that they saved. Possible. possible they did not put all on on the floor um, know, so. I'm a, a little unclear where uh shin hati stands in all of this i kind of uh, yeah she seems conflicted yeah I, I thought she was gonna have a turn to the light side in a moment but she seems so dark so that didn't feel like in character uh i like i like now having star wars characters that are nuanced but not conflicted you know what I mean? It's yeah. nice to just like, oh, Ahsoka's a good character, and she's gonna be a good character. Right. No worries. Like, I'm not, wor- <laughs> I'm not worried about Ray. Like, you know, she's, like she's she'll she'll still do things. It's like the, uh, well, in the beginning of the show, yeah, that's not. Uh, I did things that weren't Jedi sanctioned or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some some dark things, but I mean, um, I I just thought it was. I I didn't pick this up at the beginning, but the fact that their their lightsabers aren't the crimson red they're like an orange yeah they're really sweet looking really sweet looking and it goes to show like he he trained her to be something else like they're they're not sith they no that's true and he you can tell that his his jedi training is really sunk deep and and like i don't think he like it's like oh i turned to the dark side i think he's just like he's surviving you know he did what it took to survive and uh yeah man he had to do whatever it could you know he had to get out of there yeah pretty um 
you know, I think we can finally, you know, get into it. I think everyone's been waiting. Uh, the Thrawn of it all. Um, yeah. You know, just to even tease that. But I don't know. Should we talk about the other chicks before we get into Thrawn? I really like the Night Sisters. I know that they look different in the show. I don't understand why they um I don't understand if they're supposed to look different now than they looked in the cartoon, but I'm okay with them looking like the way that they look. And I feel that they definitely are bringing a different kind of dark, scary, mysterious energy. Yeah. Um that oh my god, I wish we had in the sequels. <laughs> oh yeah. Um so I think so I had to like rem- remind myself a little bit. So the, they're a little confusing. So they in the the Clone Wars they lived on Dathomir, which mm-hmm. we know is also where Maul is from. But Maul is a different species. So Maul mm-hmm. is a Zabrak, and it's implied to me at least that the Night Sisters, the the Dathomirian women, are actually human. Or a human type. And so, you know, whether the markings that they have on their face are tattoos or I think is more from the magic they used, which was mm. sort of clear at the end there with, with Morgan Elsbeth, like when she like grabbed her skull and then she had, you know, the markings after it was like, oh, maybe that's how they got all these markings. That's how they get so pale. They're like, they're using magic. They're, they're using magic with a K and, like fucking Voldemort, it, it takes part of their soul and it takes their, their life energy and turns them into these witches. Um, I like your plan. I think it's pretty cool. I think, um, what do they have in the crates? Do they just have, is it, is it, are they going to zombify a bunch more, you know, dead night sisters or is it a bunch in cryogenic freeze to repopulate their planet or, Something I think else. that's gonna. I think that's gonna be part of the fun. I hope it's a good. I hope it's like a box of chocolates and we get a variety. Yeah, you know, I think it, you know, whatever it so, is, it's an army. You, you know? know, some more stormtroopers, some more you know night sisters, some more um, you know, dead, dead guys. Uh, I don't care. I'm in. I, I'd like to see them uh, come back around. I thought Morgan Elsbeth was really great up until the end. Mm. I really liked her. I thought she was um, a good antagonist for Ahsoka. I wanted to see them fight again. I liked seeing her drive the bus to get to Thrawn. Yeah. Um, it, I felt it, to, totally let down that she did not go with Thrawn. To me, someone of her level, unless she was totally bewitched, like why would she stay on the planet? To me, I, there, there's a comparison I have in my head, but I can't think of it. It like the her path feels familiar to me to to some other, you know, pop culture or something. I'll mm. hopefully get there eventually. But oh, it, I know exactly what it is. She's Peter Pettigrew. Ah, uh, mm. she's Peter Pettigrew. She's like. In order to get Thrawn back, he's like, yeah, you're amazing. You're the best. Thank you so much for everything you do. But in order for this to happen, you need to, I don't care about you. You're going to do. So it's like, that's why it's like, okay, you're, you're going to get this, this sword and you're going to lay down 
your life. Like they knew she was going to die. She, and she, and she right. kind of knew it too. Like, I feel like when, when they were, you know, doing the magic ceremony, she seemed so hesitant and everything. And, and, you know, when he's like for the empire and she's for Dathomir, you can tell that she's just like, well, I kind of believe in your thing, but I, I, it's more about my people for me. And so if this helps my people, that's, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Um, I liked her planet. I miss, you know, I, you know, we'll, mi- I, we will miss her as a continued adversary. I think there was definitely more power to continue with her along on mm-hmm. than to kill her off. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, they had to kill somebody. Um, they did. So now, now we can really get into it. So, um, Lars Mickelson, what did you think? He's, 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 he's back. Here he is. I mean, the voice for me is more than anything. His, that voice just carrying over is a great through line. Um, how much he really looks the part. Uh, you know, I, I think that the other difference, at least, is like he only had a little bit of strategizing to do here. Like the thing that makes him, at least so far in in the, in the canon, it is his his mind, and it's a little hard to. Um, it's a little hard to like show that on screen sometimes. Um, you know, he's not going to be the guy that's like this really badass fighter. Like he's the one that's going to outsmart you. And so for him to win in a way of like, I- I'm getting off this planet, but it, it kind of is like, well, what exactly did he do? You know? Um, hmm. But I think he's. I think what it is is he's sort of uh, by betting on these these night sisters. Like that's that's not what he was about before. He's just sort of like being in exile. It, it probably he's done him. being in exile. He's done. He's like I'm gonna do whatever it takes to get back. I will get out and, of here. And what what that's gonna cost him remains to be seen. Hmm. What about you? What did you think of Thrawn? You know, I I think it's I, th- I get angry at myself for wanting more. You know what I mean? Like maybe I have to be more satisfied with what we get. And when you think about what what he is, he's definitely imposing. He's definitely threatening, and he's a different kind of threat than we've seen in Star Wars. In that he's not a daffy, you know, imperial officer. He's not Vader, whose motivations aren't always better served by his intellect or served by his feelings or by his raw power in the dark side and he's not like the emperor who can be so high on himself he's clouded to the rest of the world you know he's more clear-headed um i would have liked to seen a better trap i was expecting batman's supervillain, mm. and and i think we just got you know competent tactician and i think that you know there's power in that you know like what is his bigger plan yeah. Will we get to know it? You know, am I going to read the book? We'll all find out these questions. Um, but I don't know. I think he was definitely threatening. I definitely believe that he could have come up and gone toe to toe with Vader. 
I don't know if um, I don't know if this version of Thrawn is going to be people's favorite. Yeah, I think that people are going to constantly be looking at the source material, and they're going to want this other guy. Yeah, who you can only realize with other surrounding ideas, and, and he to, probably works better in. in in text as a, in, as a, you know, book like villain, <laughs> totally. Like he's a, he's a very good idea for literary pieces. Um, I don't know. It'll, it'll, it'd be interesting to, you know, star Wars is lacking the subtle politics of a game of Thrones or the thought strategy of a Dune. And if they went in that direction with maybe not in a season two, uh, you know, with, in a little bit in the season two of Ahsoka, or if they focused on that in a, a different way for the movie, you know, you re you reset it. But again, in a world that just needs villains to work, he does work. He did yeah, win. He did win. And, and we can't take that away from him just because it wasn't some spectacular blowout. It wasn't supposed to be. Yeah. I think it is kind of funny though, that, <laughs> In both cases, so when when uh, when they first got to Peridia, we presume somehow Ezra just got off the ship and escaped, and and then and then when oh they get back God. to the main galaxy, like you're telling me that they didn't notice a ship leaving. Like I, I would have loved to see that escape at the end of the show. I think that would have been kind of cool. like because we see them just see the big blue least. just the big blue whisper walking around. Oh, I think Ezra took a. A small landing craft. I think. I think I'm going to let him go. That's, right. That seems fine. Yeah. Like. <laughs> you know. Like. Like what? Like you know. Also, Pursue is him, he? Like, yeah. Maybe give me, give him a vice. You know. Give, give him, him a vice. Give him something that he. Give him something bad that he can't get over. Like maybe he's challenged. He needs you know, a vendetta against Ezra Bridger. Like that so, would be something. Great. He needs a character flaw. He's a little too perfect. Yeah. Um, and we'll get there, you know, um, wow. Uh, wow. Did I miss Ahsoka being in the sequel trilogy? I think this sh show more than anything solidified her total absence and their lack of planning. Um, but again, this show seems to me like a retrofit. It seems like they're going to make, they're trying to do what they did with the clone wars with the, the prequels. They're filling out the story so that if you paid attention it will become much more rich. Yeah. If you, you know, and, and we definitely see that now, you know, the, the, the road is, is ahead of us. Um, yeah, I'm excited yeah. to see all of our people come together. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely was bummed that Zeb didn't show up. Like, <laughs> I know se seems like a missed opportunity. I, I, and there's probably a, a significant reason for it. Like I, we talked about it. They, <laughs> They made the CGI for the Mandalorian. So it's like, if he's there, why not here? Unless they're just literally waiting for Sabine to be back so the whole crew can be back together. Yeah, um, I think they're going to go for some kind of hero shot, I, I would imagine. Yeah, I think that makes sense. But I also think, you know... I just expected him to be, like, maybe a little bit of a part of the show. Not even just like by the, by the time we got to the end, I was like, okay, he's gotta be in the finale, but like, right. <laughs> okay. 
are, would you think do you think that it's better for heir to the empire to really focus on the rebels characters and the, the and the new feloni verse people and maybe we have cameos of our og cast but if they're a cameo it can be all cgi we don't need people running around doing action scenes or do you think now is the time and now we say it is now time to recast we already have got our han solo we've got the guy who plays luke's face let's get billy lord under contract and see how we can you know begin the process of incorporating them into a story they are already involved in and that is the original idea of star wars fan fiction what comes next with the characters that we love not what comes next in an arbitrary galaxy because we have to make money <laughs> well and you know what it honestly kind of feels like it's like okay the avengers movies were successful because marvel didn't have spider-man and x-men and so yeah. that's kind of what it feels like right now like okay we're we're doing this stuff that's in in the post return of the jedi era but we can't play with the main characters you know it's uh, <laughs> and especially how heavily they've been referenced already in the show so far right we you know, know they're there we know that they're there we know that they're playing an we've active seen part luke <laughs> A couple of times on different shows, you know, like it. So what? So what do you think? Do you think we recast, or do you think that they are? Or I, th okay. Well, d what I think is going to happen, or what I want to happen. What do you want to happen? I would love for them to recast. I would love for them to fully be able to realize this, and have uh, Han, Luke, and Leia be there and be mildly important. But I also recognize that, like, they've done really great work with Ahsoka and Mando and the Rebels characters. And I don't want them to get the shaft because of Han, Luke, and Leia and Chewie and blah, 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 blah. Um, so I think there could be a happy medium. But at what point is it, like, will it, yeah, will it detriment the original trilogy characters will detriment them like so i i that's what i would like to happen because i think it, to ignore them continuously conti makes a, another big problem and, and just like this the the ga the gaping hole of the lore between six and seven um but the only then the other side of it is like well people keep complaining that we spend so much time with the skywalkers <laughs> They're damned so, if you do, damned if they don't. Exactly. You're, so it's like, you're right, and it's it's a good point that if they do include them, you know, we're right back in the in the mix. But if we ignore them, why aren't they included? It's a it's very tough. I think that it's time to do. I think I think it's a compromise. I think I do think that they need to be recast. I also don't think that they need to have a huge role. Yeah. I think that using them correctly, in the fan servicey ways that. I think we all want to see in in a in a perfect world mm -hmm. um, can enrich what's already there as opposed to take away, and, and you know to see their relationship fall apart before Force, Force Awakens. Why they were not close? That they were closer before everything went down with Ben Solo. Mm -hmm. You know, it makes sense to me. 
and that it would be and, like a fallout of a, of a friendship. That that and by doing that, it'll make those movies make more sense. Totally, which is what if, they're trying to do, right? Totally. So if you can show it pointedly, quickly, nicely, it doesn't have to be long enough to say like, here they are, like in their daily life, and this is Ahsoka and our gang are now interrupting it because of Thrawn. You know, like, and because of this new level of threat, I, I, I don't know. I, I want to see them, but I think it's time to recast them so that we can move on from, uh, we can move on to different things. Um, but I also think that it's, if we don't feature them, it's again the missed opportunity of not having them all together in one shot in the first movie, which is a grand failure. <laughs> like. You know, what a what an idea. You're going to have all of them, but we're not going to put them together because we think they're all going to live. No, no, no. Listen, uh, uh, this all just stems back to Mr. George Lucas. That's and true. Some, That's true. Some, some of his choices along the way. Um, oh, well, old Jorge. You know, it, it's like, oh, man, I understand what like you start you start your story in four and, <laughs> Like well, oh three movies first. It's like well, if if you kind of if it doesn't matter, like maybe he should have just went with what was working and with the cast that he had and done seven, eight, nine in the nineties. Oh my god! Imagine. But then he was like, I would maybe he would never have been able to do the prequels and totally different look of those movies. Oh like god. just even imagining them, like totally different look and feel and and experience. Like I don't know, I. Alternate universe. Alternate universe. I I think the shows are going to feel more special after we get over the movie because they're going to they, they will come out fewer and far between. I think that they are committed all the way through the movie and that they have to get there, but that once they get there, they can kind of open it back up again and they can say, okay, we did this movie. Are we going to do are they going to do the Taika movie? Are they going to do other movies? You know, can they expand? How well is Zack Snyder's knockoff uh, Star Wars movie? This uh, movie this past uh, week from Gareth Edwards, you know, using a fraction of the money that these other studios are making, getting away mm. with the effects he's doing. Like a, a, a Hollywood shakeup has been in in uh, in the world and we're seeing the live action re repercussions of it. Yeah. Um. Having said all that, I don't know when we're going to be back. Um, thank you for sticking with us and keeping us in your podcast subscriptions. Um, we miss you. Um, and we'll hopefully be back maybe to talk about Loki. We'll, hopefully it's good. We'll see. Hopefully it's good. Um, and maybe we'll talk about the Marvels as a joke, but like not like seriously. Like We won't talk about it seriously. We'll only talk about it as a joke. Um, but yeah, Mar Frank, you want to take us out? Uh, yeah, I, I, I think, uh, the last thing I'll just, I, I, Oh, go ahead, please. Uh, maybe, maybe my energy has been muted on, on this or whatever. I really did love the show. I was excited week to week. I like absorbed so much extra content, like all the, again, just so much in depth, like, and everything that Dave Filoni has put in here is purposeful. So that's the other thing. Like I, I continue to trust him for me as a rebels fan. Like it was very, very rewarding. Um, 
And so I, what I hope is that if, if anything, this show, you know, maybe one over some more people to, to check those shows out or at least like now love these characters and, and, and be here for, you know, not just the Mandalorian, um, or not just the, the big movies like, Oh yeah, this, this Dave Filoni, he's doing cool stuff. Like I want to see what else he's doing. Um, so I, uh, yeah, I'm going to miss it. Can't wait for more anyway. So any other thoughts for you? (laughs) Just to mention them. Cause I, I don't, we didn't, Hera, I thought Hera yeah. and Sabine had more charisma than Ahsoka, but that's okay. That's fine. Um, and again, if they wanted to call this, you know, live action Rebels for the next season, that's cool with me too. Um, yeah. Whatever they whatever they want to do. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be watching it. Yep. But I don't have to love it. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> well, we are the Long Lost Heroes podcast. Um, you can subscribe to us on iTunes on Stitcher, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify. You can find us on the socials at LLH Podcast. Uh, email us at info at longlostheroes.net, and you can check us out on our website, www.longlostheroes.net. I think it's still there. It uh, is. Please let us know your thoughts on Ahsoka in any of those platforms, um, and if there's anything that you like. Wait, I thought you guys were going to cover this. Uh, you know, I would still love to talk about Indiana Jones. Um, sure. It's one of the uh, the three pillars of the Long Lost Heroes uh, logo. logo. Sure, that's true. So it, it, the fact that we've never done one of those movies feels like All a missed right. opportunity. But, um, you know. All we'll, right. We'll Sounds good. There. We'll get there. So I'm Frank. I'm AJ. Thanks so much, everyone, and we will catch you next time. Be well. May the force be with you. Also with you.